of Life podcast. My name is Roby, and I'm here with Tariq King, my good buddy, who is a uh, has a doctorate in. Is it a doctorate in AI? How would you say it? It's a no, doctorate, no. A PhD in. So my PhD is in computer science. Computer science, right? and actually, my PhD is more uh, focused on software testing. But okay. I have um, spent three years of my professional career as a chief scientist of AI ML. Okay. In that capacity, so my my. PhD actually is in a in AIML. I mean, professional experiences. Okay, and that's and that is primarily when you speak around the world on the subject, you're primarily going to be speaking on AI. Yes, at AI and kind of like the two flips of the coin for me, or whether or not um, we are doing a good job to build AI systems if they're being built responsibly and ethically. And the other side is how can we leverage AI in software engineering to kind of improve our engineering practices. Okay. All right. And so if AI is new for you, we have already done the first episode. We introduced some of the subject matter and and some of like the, I think the initial concern is, oh no, am I out of a job? Will, I, will AI replace me? And we talked a little bit about that and kind of how to approach that as a believer. Um, but there's some, there's some definite opportunities and definite concerns. And this episode, we're going to talk about the opportunities. And here's why I want to start with that. It's that I think our default mode as Christians should be for technology. I mean, we're, we're, we're made in the image of God. God's a creator. Yeah. He wants us to see we're city changers, we're city builders. And so our default mode should be for technology. There's a long history of Christians all the way back to taking advantage of the Roman roads as first-generation Christians and getting the gospel out to uh, the, the the Gutenberg press and uh, radio waves and television and internet. Like, there are always dangers, but Christians should look for the opportunities in there. Yeah. So let's start in this episode talking about the opportunities for for AI. And so in the as being someone in the field, Tariq, what are some of the things you look at and you say, man... This is why it's so rewarding for me as a believer being in the field. Like these are some of the opportunities that AI could bring us. Yeah, I think that the potential is great great because there's like, you know, I think as, as humans, no matter what area you're engaged in, AI is very generally applicable. So whether it be in ministry or if it be in healthcare or marketing, like you can apply these models literally in any domain, right? And and, and in a way that, like, you're, you're starting to talk about, you know, the, the value of having information that is readily available, that is coalesced, that may be fed by multiple experts and not just one. Um, and the possible impacts of that are great, right? If you think about a, a doctor in an, an ER room, right, and performing a very complicated surgery, and maybe there's just, like, five or so other doctors that can do this and have experience in this, um, but they're not all available. They're probably busy doing other surgeries, right? Uh, but if their connective knowledge is available through some model that you can actually tap into real time while you're doing the surgery, um, it could be very invaluable for someone's life in that case, right? Sure. Which is, there's no greater reward, I guess, than being able to save save a life. Um, but then at the other side, you know, when we think about efficiencies in many different industries, when we think about social connection and what we just went through with the pandemic, like there's a lot of application in all of those areas to have a lot of advances just come to fruition. Uh, talk a little bit about how, you know, AI has been used just within itself. You're talking about there's they that you put I'm going to butcher this because this is <laughs> definitely not my field, but you have like a you have two different AI uh, programs mm -hmm. feeding each other 
kind of almost instantaneously helping each other get better. Am I yeah. kind of close? Yeah. And then like, how could that be used? Is that being used then to like create advances or explore advances like in medicine? Like, or would we, can that be used to help generate, you know, ideas for cures or for procedures or therapies or things like that? Yeah. I mean that, that so what you're talking about, and we talked about it a little bit last time was the idea of having, um, generative AI models and discriminative models, and these things are actually competing against each other. So it's the idea of adversarial networks. And these have lots of applications. Um, in medicine, yes, but in any kind of field where you are trying to just basically improve a process, right? So how do we improve? Think about the general idea of learning. As, as our kids learn, they make mistakes, and then they improve on them by getting that feedback. Um, this is kind of like a hyper accelerated version of that where the bots are basically saying, well, I have a task to do and I'm going to have someone try to, you know, foil that task. Right. So that, you know, we can see the weaknesses over here and then we kind of feed those back in. Now, bringing that down like to the, the real world, if we start thinking about something like cybersecurity. Right. We know that, you know, there's lots of different ways that hackers can attack a system and steal your information, steal financially for financial gain or fraud. And so setting things up in a manner where like, hey, you can learn from these attacks. So you have a bot basically trying to simulate new attacks and then you make your defense system better as you learn more about those things. In a similar manner, if you are um, doing simulations for, you know, a medical procedure and, you know, there's AI-assisted tools that are helping you real-time as you're doing the surgery to say like, hey, you know, based on experience or prior experience during the surgery, you don't want to make that move, right? And all of those things are, are usually trained by running these large simulations where it's trying all these different things and it can say, hey, real-time, what's the probability of doing this? this is going to be a bad situation if you move forward with this particular move. So, I mean, it's like, and it's happening instantaneous. Like, it's like, it's discussing, it's, it'd be like a whole panel of doctors getting in a room, discussing it, debating it for several hours, but it's doing that like instantaneously giving feedback. Yeah. It's, it's, that's what's so incredible about the, you know, ability to have these models. And we've been, we've been getting better at optimizing where they live, right. And putting them on mobile phones and in mobile devices or in smart goggles. And there's all this technology out there that is now very portable, um, very ubiquitous and then even we haven't even talked about like leveraging our augmented reality or virtual reality systems in combination with AI to kind of bring these things to our real world our physical world or our augmented world yeah um, uh, which opens a whole nother a whole nother side of that um, yeah. so uh, would you say just with what's going on with AI right now uh, is this like a a revolution like is this to a level like so the industrial revolution we look back at that moment and we say those things accelerated innovation and technology i mean it was like a match lighting you know a, a fuse and it yeah. just blew up you know just the acceleration of technology and advancement and we enjoy the advancement of that like mm -hmm. advancement upon advancement upon advancement yeah is that similar to what we'll see with AI, do you think? That's exactly what we're seeing. I think I think we're actually like moving already with a lot of the AI revolution, right? Where, um, again, you, you can't find a sector or a domain where people aren't applying AI machine learning techniques or are excited about it. 
and with like the new advances in large language models and chat GPT, like everyone is trying, can I, can I use this to accelerate education? Cause they use this to accelerate sports. I mean, there's not a field that's not being impacted. And so I think as we continue to hit more and more advances, um, we'll start to see um, even more of a revolution of sorts. Uh, but it is dependent on how well these things are, are working and how much they can be trusted. Yeah, wow, all right. So speak for a second then, Tariq, about to like the person, let's say there's a, a high school student, a college student, a young adult that is considering maybe entering into this field or they're interested or they, they, they're considering kind of moving in this direction. Mm -hmm. Maybe make a case for them why, from your, from your standpoint, this is an important space for Christians to be. And I, and I just say as a pastor, you know, we, we want to be, I think we're going to be pro-innovation um, we're going to understand there's always challenges and we'll, we'll, and there's dark sides, shadow sides that we'll talk about, mm -hmm. but there are many opportunities, opportunities to be city changers, to shape culture, to influence, maybe speak to that a little bit for this particular industry. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, this is the future like this. There's no doubt in my mind. I think if you go back to the seventies, uh, when I was, when I was young, I was thinking, hey, you know what, I want to go into computers because I was always a person that loved to think, hey, is something going to be here for the future? Can I make a difference to the future? What is that thing? Um, back when I was little, that was the personal computer. That was the first signs of that stuff happening. Um, now it's AI and machine learning, right? So if you are a young person like thinking about this, and if, if you're a Christian who's who's kind of thinking like, well, I want to make a difference. And, you know, sometimes um, we tend to think that there's um, a predetermined way that we should go. Um, but I, I get people to say, like, when you're young and when you're at this point where there's such an open field, um, you can still do those things that you want to do. Like if you're interested in medicine, if you're interested in music, if you're, and you can also still pioneer AI and machine learning in those fields because mm. of what we just talked about, right? So... So learning the foundations of AI machine learning and understanding how these systems work and then being able to apply them to different fields um, is something that will be invaluable, even if you're not necessarily the person who wants to um, build the first new AI system. I would still look at it from the lens, which is still great, even more innovation, even better. But you don't have to think of it only in that lens of like, hey, I need to be like, a super scientist to get mm. this to work for us to innovate in different fields. That's great. I, and I just want to echo that. Uh, let's, as, as we're raising up uh, these, these next generations, let's train them that we're, Jesus said we're sprinkled like salt throughout our, com our communities. And we're there as a preservative, we're there to uphold righteousness and justice and the gospel and to be a presence there. Mm -hmm. And this is such a, a critical field. We want sharp thinking, intelligent, excellent believers in that space uh, because the possibilities are are profound and how they could move so many areas forward um, for for the betterment of our of our cities and our communities. Um, and as we think about those advancements, is there something that you see kind of coming down the pike that with that AI could do that gets you excited? Like what do you look down and say, man, they're experimenting with this and the the application for that could be incredible. Yeah, I, I think that um, one of the biggest things for me that I've seen AI be able to, to kind of do or they're experimenting with that's pretty new 
it's both very exciting for me, I'll be honest, and it's also very scary. So I'll just put that out there. <laughs> it's kind of like the application of leveraging um, AI and machine learning to actually help people who need assistance, whether it be um, some cognitive disability, right? They're actually building these machines now that can actually be attached to human the human nervous system, whether it be parts of the brain or any other nervous system to actually help people who actually don't have some functions. Um, so now AI might be able to see what you're thinking, right? Which again, that might seem like, well, why would you be excited about that? Well, I'm like, well, there's people who have dementia, who have Alzheimer's, there's, there's all these um, people who have needs in these areas that quite frankly, there is no solution for. Um, and when I think about that, I think, well, what can we do as humans with technology to help those people? Um, again, naturally the fear comes up, but for me, I get very excited about thinking like, hey, how could we like bring something completely new to someone that really would transform their lives, right? And and help us to understand better why things are the way they are. So they, they can connect to the person's brain, their thoughts, like their attempt to like, you know, move, move their body. Yeah, yeah. And Physical it's and it. cognitive disabilities, which again is scary, but is it not exciting? Like... Someone who it's like Star Wars, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and anything like Star Wars well, is exciting. Star but... <laughs> Wars and RoboCop, and there's <laughs> yeah, a lot of RoboCop. these. Yeah, it's literally having these kind of droid things, right? But um, I, I always look at it from that perspective as, um, you know, people who really don't have a voice, they don't have help. Right? Mm. Can we give them a voice? Can we give them that help? Wow, that's unbelievable, yeah. and and that's already being like they've already, already being worked on, and uh, again, not anything that is, is still active research but i've read some papers and seen some prototypes that are like wow that that is pretty cool like you know because i, I always come back to i, I think and, and what you said earlier i'm going to pull back on what you said earlier as a as a scientist who's also a christian and out there like we need more folks in these fields and the reason that i say that is that you know i always sit back and i look and i think lord what an awesome creation you've made and you know, we talk about AI machine learning, but this is a very loose approximation of how our brain works, of how computer vision works. This is this is nothing compared to the the billions of neurons that we have firing um, every every second in our brains. So, you know, thinking of that and seeing like what is possible with just a fraction of what the Lord has done, it blows my mind. Right, mm -hmm. and if we can be a part of um, helping um, use that use that design, use God's design um, to innovate and create and make the world a better place, then why not? I, I love that. And I think that that should be the default mode, I think, of the Christian. We read biblically, Adam and Eve, they're placed in the garden and they're told to, to cultivate it and develop it. And at the other end in Revelation, you see Eden in its full bloom. And it's a massive city. It's yeah. a city 1,400 miles by 1,400 miles by 1,400 miles. That's 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 buildings that are 1400 miles into the air you know it's uh, you know it's it's obviously a, it's a, a picture innovation that's a lot of innovation yeah. exactly and he's he's made us in his image god is the ultimate innovator so he wants us to innovate and i love that call to other christians to enter into that space as christians have done i mean so many of the fathers of science did it just in the same voice that you gave there, Tariq, they they were so amazed by the creation of God, it drove their science. Yeah. And we enjoy the 
the technology and advancements that they made. So, um, well, in the next episode, we're going to talk about what are some of the, another reason we need believers in the field is because there are some concerns and they've got to be the, the preserve one of the functions of salt is to be a preservative mm-hmm. the ancient use of salt. And so there's Christians need to be in that, that space as a preserve. So we're going to talk about those, but in the meantime, uh, for those of you believers who are in places you can innovate, you're doing that to the glory of God. And that's one of the ways that you are a city changer. So hope that this was a helpful episode and we'll see you in the next next episode of City Rev Life. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe and leave a rate and review. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. So don't forget to tag us at cityrev.church. If you're interested in more resources, download our City Rev Church app and follow us on social media. Thank you so much and have a great day.